This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story. A story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. Thanksgiving and turkey go hand in hand, don't they? You really can't have one without the other. And it seems like back in the day, there was only one way to cook that turkey, really. But today, it seems like there are so many different ways to cook that Thanksgiving turkey. It kind of reminds me that a lot of people today also think there are a lot of different ways that you can get into heaven. But the truth is, there's still only one way to get to heaven. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff podcast. Turkey and Thanksgiving Day have always belonged together. I can't remember ever celebrating Thanksgiving without having turkey on the table. Up until recently, that meant roasted turkey, the kind you buy frozen, thaw for several days either in the refrigerator or in the garage, which works if the temperature outside is higher than freezing but lower than 50 degrees. <laughs> And then you stick that turkey in the oven early on Thanksgiving morning and cook it for hours and hours until the little timer thingy pops up or the meat starts falling off the bone, whichever comes first. In recent years, though, the definition of turkey has been changing. Have you noticed? It all started with the now famous fried turkey the kind you submerge completely in a bucket of boiling hot oil and fry for about 10 minutes if you don't burn down the house first. <laughs> From fried turkey, cooks and chefs and moms all over the country have added their own wrinkle to the tried and true roasted turkey dinner. Now there is the turducken, a combination of turkey, duck, and chicken all rolled into one. There's the smoked turkey, the grilled turkey, the rotisserie turkey, the turkey breast, which is the Reader's Digest version of turkey. There's the fresh turkey, the brined turkey, and even turkey that you put in the pan and cook upside down. It's Thanksgiving turkey mania. Now, I don't mind if you want to change the recipe of the sweet potatoes every year. If you want to fix them with marshmallows this year and then top them with a crumble the next year, and then switch to an orange juice and pralines infusion the year after that, fine, go for it. 
If you want to offer up a hundred different ways to fix mashed potatoes or green beans or gravy or cranberries or rolls or pumpkin pies or anything else, well, have at it. But please leave my turkey alone on my Thanksgiving table. <laughs> Just put the turkey in the oven and let it cook right side up until your mouth waters every time you walk into the kitchen and your stomach starts to growl so much that you just can't wait any longer to eat it. Unfortunately, the good old days of the one and only, one way, one way only <laughs> way to cook a Thanksgiving turkey are probably gone forever. Too many people are convinced that they have a better way to get that turkey to the table on Thanksgiving Day. In a way, this turkey mania is a lot like the heaven mania that is going on in the world today. Just as we all seem to have our own way of preparing turkey on Thanksgiving, so it seems we all have our own way of preparing to get to heaven as well. Some people take the live a good life approach to heaven, which basically says, if I live a good life, I'll get there. Others believe in the better-than-you idea, and they are counting on God to grade on a curve. They think if they can be better than the person or the people who live next to them or the people who live around them, they'll have no problem getting into heaven. There are the all-dogs-get-to-heaven uh, people, too, who basically believe that a loving God will not condemn anyone to hell, but will let everyone through those pearly gates eventually. Let's not forget, too, the all gods are the same God group, which says the gods of the world religions are basically the same God, so it doesn't really matter which God you believe in as long as you believe in one of them. And of course, there are the religious requirements hopefuls who think the way to heaven is through the fulfillment of a long list of spiritual things to do. If they check off enough of the requirements before they die, then they will get into heaven. And all of this doesn't even take into account any of the cults in the world today, or the atheists, or the agnostics, or the naturalists, or the humanists, or any number of other people who all have their own thoughts about heaven. The problem is, getting into heaven is nothing like cooking a Thanksgiving turkey. There truly is only one right way to get into heaven. You must believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, receiving forgiveness of your sin through faith in him, and accepting God's grace through the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, Jesus. Here's how the Apostle Peter described it to the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem, which had arrested him soon after he miraculously healed a man who had been crippled since birth. It says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, and are being asked how, it was, how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which he must be saved. The name is Jesus. The way is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. The plan is Jesus. 
The key is Jesus. The path is Jesus. The door is Jesus. The road is Jesus. The gateway is Jesus. On Thanksgiving Day, your turkey can be cooked any way you like. But on Judgment Day, God will not give you the glories of heaven because you have lived and believed in this life any way you want. He will only welcome you into his presence if you have followed his very specific recipe for perfection. Here's how Paul described it in a letter to the Romans. He said, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. You know, Thanksgiving is a wonderful day, no matter how the turkey is cooked. Judgment Day will only be a wonderful day for you if you have done it God's way. God's way, not your way. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe himself, God, God's word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God who meets you in real life ways every day. Mm-hmm.